Good morning and welcome. Happy Monday, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. It is June. Somebody turned on the furnace, smoking hot here in the Valley of the Sun. You know, when it's 5 o'clock in the morning and it's over 80 degrees, you know that the the dreaded days of summer are upon us. Uh, it ends up at, in the height of summer. It never gets below 90. So even, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, it'll still be, you know, 91, 92, 93 degrees. Uh, this morning we were in the 80s and working our way up uh, 100 and hundred and a lot is going to be the temperature all week here. Uh, everybody get out of town while you can. Uh, those of you that are stuck here, call the number 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com where we keep you all in the know out there. I'm gonna tell you, what a weekend. Uh, I was golfing on Friday, and as uh, we've got this group of guys, and we all you know, like to play golf, and we like to play in the summer because it's cheap. You know, I refuse, and for me, I won't pay 50 bucks, any more than 50 bucks to play golf. And uh, the courses that we like to to play, uh, the summer rates, which officially start today, you can play for less than $30. Uh, so we like to, to play in the, in the heat, and of course we're the only idiots out on the course. Uh, I took a I took a year off from golf, so I did not play a round of golf last year. Uh, I was right. I was playing the best golf of my life before that, uh, and it's been tough because I want to be the player that I thought I used to be, and I haven't gotten there. Friday, I disappointed myself. Uh, I don't throw clubs. That's not going to happen. But I did smash my club into the ground in frustration uh, the other day uh, because I putt like crap and I, I'm not good at putting and it's getting very frustrating. Uh, but nonetheless, not that you care about that, but then yesterday I got the news, and I knew this was coming, that uh, we were going to go up the hill because my wife had found this wiener dog. As you know, our wiener dog had passed. And so we loaded up the car, me, my wife, the boys. We went up. It was in Prescott, which is supposed to be cooler. Let me tell you right now, it was not cooler. It was way over 100 degrees, even up there. It's terrible. Because uh, that was the one thing. I was like, well, at least I'll get out of the heat. Uh-uh. Somehow, our wiener dog passing equated to us getting two wiener dogs. How does that work? I was totally outvoted. It was... I had no say in the matter, so now we have we have two new wiener dogs joining the household. Uh, the logic behind it was Joey's going off to college, and they're going to need you know a, a, a buddy to play with because there's less of us now. There's only going to be three of us in the house versus the four of us. So somehow, some way, I ended up with two new wiener dogs. Uh, the names to follow, but it's so far. Bruno, don't know why Bruno, but Bruno and Cal are in the lead. Um, I had different choices. I did. Not, I wanted to go with Maverick and Goose from Top Gun. Did you hear the redoing Top Gun? 
Tom Cruise is going to do it again. Tom Cruise like a thousand. I mean, the Top Gun came out how many years ago? Decades ago. Uh, maybe he'll be the flight instructor this time. But yeah, the new Top Gun uh, apparently is going to be out. Uh, did not see the new Star Wars movie. Han Solo. Haven't seen it. Can't tell you. Uh, movies are expensive. Not if you have movie pass, according to Wendy. We looked at uh, tickets, and I forget which movie it was. Because we're like, oh, maybe we'll go do a movie. They were like thirteen bucks. Thirteen dollars. Well, I pay nine ninety nine a month for movie pass. Okay. You can go to unlimited movies, certain movie theaters, but they're AMC, TV Mall, and then you just you just go there, you check in on your phone, and then you hand it to the guy, and he says thank you. And gives you your ticket. You can. I've I've already gone to two movies. I went to three movies in May. Now this. Now I'm going to go to one movie Thursday. Nine ninety nine a month. That's it. That's it. You know what I mean? no, no no price no. for this. Nine ninety nine. See, you learn something here every day. We're trying to stretch the almighty dollar. Yeah, I mean it's you know it really saves money. I mean John doesn't go to the movies with me, my right. But my someone had told me about it, and I said, wow, okay. And so my friend Colleen got one, too, because she goes, she's my movie buddy. That's all you pay. Because you know what? I don't want to pay thirteen, fourteen dollars yeah. for the movie. When, when did and this happen? to pay for the popcorn. popcorn. That's a fortune, too. It's such a ripoff. You know, and we and we get the, the small popcorn, which is really is not small. I mean, they, they've done away with small. Small went away. I think it's medium and medium and large. I think that's what it is. Small disappeared. Right. Yeah. So you can go to as many movies as you want, nine ninety nine. Because you know what, us seniors, we have to save money. It's tough. Every every I know what I've been talking about, you know, and of course next week we're going to get lied to again. I wish, I wonder how good the economy would be if we didn't have these central bankers screwing it all up. I think it would be killing it. Trump Trump would be killing it right now. But these guys are they're killing everybody everywhere you turn around. Everything costs more money, and then they tell you it doesn't. And it but does. but it does. It does. I mean, at the end of the day, unless. You, you, I mean, you're talking about you need five hundred to a thousand dollars a month more just to keep the where right where you're at. Page of the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Get the movie pass. Who knew? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's just hanging out right. We're in that window, right? What I call the Federal Reserve window. You know. A week to two weeks before or after the Fed meeting, you know, gold hits a bottom because they, they like to play the game, right? The, the oh, yes, we the Fed is going to raise rates and, and, and strong dollar and all this baloney because the dollar isn't strong. Now, it may be better than the Italian, you know, what Italy's going through. Right now, of course, they use the euro, but they want to get out of that. But when you really think about what it is that they've done, when you look at uh, the numbers, and specifically, you know, the big ones, GDP, right? A while back, they just changed how they counted it, right, for to make things appear better. Unemployment, right? What was that, the 80s, the next 80s and the 90s? They changed the way they calculated unemployment. Why? Well, they want.
wanted the number to look better. <laughs> and, and you go, and you can systematically go through all of these numbers, and they've come up with, the, I mean, these brilliant, brilliant reasons for why we want to change it, right? Inflation. This is one of the linchpins of the banking system that we live in today, this this farce that we have. I mean, I can't imagine, could you imagine if there was no inflation, how good things would be? Right? If it wasn't costing you year after year after year after year, you're needing two, four, five, ten thousand extra dollars just to stay where you're at. And you know it's true. And it's not happening. They tell us that they want to pretend that it isn't happening. Apparently, you know what's funny is they don't have to pay what we pay. They don't pay any health insurance. It's covered, right? They they get subsidized meals. They don't even know what a movie costs, right? They they don't know what the average person going to lunch has to spend, right? And all of this stuff, and it, and it doesn't matter. It used to be, right? Yeah, well, you go to the supermarket, you save money. You cannot when I so Sarah and I now I am now going with my wife to go grocery shopping and we you know it's something now I guess we do more of right we used to eat out a lot more we don't anymore and why too expensive and so we go and you know it used to be if you spent a hundred dollars at the grocery store you had a lot now. It's routine for us to spend 300 bucks, And the shopping cart, it's not even full. It's not. And they tell us it isn't happening. And remember, well, their biggest mandate is they have two mandates. One was strong, or was the consistency of the dollar. I, I wanted to say strong dollar. But that's really not the mandate. The mandate, they use the word stable. There's a big difference between strong and stable. Of course, the other one is unemployment. And so if these are truly the two, the, the two mandates, you would think that, you know what, maybe they shouldn't be the ones that uh, also could be can be the ones doing the measuring of the mandate. <laughs> well, let's see. We're not doing a very good job in, in our mandates. I got a great idea. Let's just change the formula to make it look like we are. And that's what they've done. right? They, they, they'll tell us next week, yes, there's some inflation, but it's not a big deal. We're not that worried. <laughs> It'll be somewhere near their 2% number. Which is it's a joke. It's laughable. Just the increase in my health care cost was two percent. Right, we haven't even figured in anything else, and and all of the states and the cities and and the government, we're all seeing it. Look at the federal deficit, trillion dollars, and we're acting like it's good. Right, we 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 sit there and we saw the February jobs or February. The May jobs number, right? 233. It was okay. Fair. Wasn't great. You, but 
but you know what? They acted like it was the best thing ever. And, of course, you look at the labor force participation rate, and, and really what's happening is the big cities are, are go, got things going on and everybody else being left behind. But how about how about some of the stuff now? We, you know, we saw Italy, and, and pigs now, Portugal, Ireland, Italy, Greece, Spain, they're back in the news. Over the weekend, New Jersey, back in the news. Here's all the things that started the last time, right? All these little threats. Deutsche Bank, look at Deutsche Bank, right? Got downgraded three more notches over the weekend, right? Nobody... Nobody wants to touch the stuff that they have. It's all toxic, right? They're on the naughty list. It's all happening again. This was the state uh, treasury secretary in New Jersey that they are an immediate hold on both spending and hiring to further notice. They have to reserve all available resources in order to ensure we close out the general fund. Right, so they've only got to make it, I want to say, till the end of the month. But if they they, they don't have enough money, at the current rate they've been spending, New Jersey's general fund will be out of money before the end of the year. And so they've got to put this freeze on, and, and part of what New Jersey wants to do is they want to borrow money from other parts of the budget in order to make it so they don't have to appear to be broke. Of course, the problem with that is, well, now you're going right? <laughs> to, all you're going to do is create a different problem somewhere else down the line. It's essential that we freeze all discretionary spending to ensure we can support the critical functions that keeps the state operating. No problems, don't worry. The administration needs to do what they can do, which is trying to find some money. They're saying everything from caseworkers for children in foster care to the operation and development centers to the safety and protection by state police New Jersey is on an immediate freeze as they are don't have enough money in the general fund and or and they don't have the ability to shift some revenues from one other another part of the budget. And they're saying that uh until further notice and of course like I said, they gotta make it to the end of the month and they're not gonna make it. Even the freeze they're not going to make it. They're going to have to have a special session. They're going to go in there. The lawmakers are going to rob some other part of the budget and, and and get by here. They've got, what, three, four, three and a half, four weeks left of the fiscal year, and then it starts all over again uh, in July. And somehow, miraculously, I mean, they don't have any money, but somehow in July they'll pretend that they do again. But this is happening. We can pretend it's not. Right, we can we can say, oh yeah, it's great, yeah, because Larry Kudlow said so. Right, the same people that told us that the housing market wasn't going to be a problem, and all the same ones are out there, and they're all trying to convince us that they fixed it and everything's better. And yet, you know what? When you really look at it now, it's almost like really again, Germany's largest bank. 
is no longer credit worthy. Right? And and I'm gonna tell you right now that's that's exactly what these people are talking about. Is they're gonna they're pretending that it's going to be okay, but no one really wants to do any business with Deutsche Bank. We look at Italian yields again today. This morning the ECB said, Hey, we're gonna not that we're gonna they already have. They've stopped buying Italian debt. Why? Because they got a pretty good idea. The Italians got no interest in paying it. That's why. And we and we watch all this stuff, and we see that that we've given all of these banks the power to manipulate to us, to lie to us, to cheat and steal from us. Because that's what they do when they lie about inflation. What are they really lying about? I mean, really, why lie? The answer really is simple. Because if they told the truth, how mad would you be? Right, and I think about all the strikes that we've seen from the teachers and all these different states and the fast food workers and all of that, and I keep saying, you know what, it's all misplaced. Right? We're we're at the wrong building. Right? We need to go to the Federal Reserve and start protesting there. Right? We need to start a movement to to get to the truth. When we talk about auditing the Federal Reserve, that's the first place I want to go. I just want the truth. Really, I don't care. I already kind of think I know what the truth is. But I just want them to to tell us exactly what it is. Here's the sandwich, and we're all going to have to take a bite. I look at, at, at Trump and the trade wars. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. We've been telling you forever. Sooner or later, we're going to want it all back. And I go back, all the way back, and I keep doing it, right? Go back to 1971. They told the truth then. When they, when they confiscated gold in 1933, they, they really didn't, right? Because that was really the first default. Well, and I don't know if it was the first. There may have been a few others early on. But when they say that America's never defaulted on its debt, that's not true. Because they promised that they would pay their debt in gold if asked. And, of course, they didn't. And when they took the gold from the citizenry, right, and, of course, changed the price of it after they took it all from the American public. And then in 1971, they closed the gold window on the foreigners, right? That was kind of the end of it. Hey, you can't, you can't take these treasuries let them expire, and demand gold for it. And remember, they knew what they were going to do. Because the debt then was only $400 billion. And I say only. like that, that was an incredible amount of money. But they knew they were getting ready to blow it all up. And they knew, hey, we don't have the gold for this. Heck, they didn't even have the gold for the $400 billion, right? Because the real reasons behind closing the gold window was, one, they didn't have the gold for all of these foreign nations. Could you imagine what these foreign nations would be doing today if we, were, we said we'd pay in gold? And they, they took that ability away because they knew they were going to blow it all up, and this is what they've done. And in order to get to this point, 
They had to start manipulating data. They got control of the media. Right? Remember, the central bank used to be private. And they made a big, big deal about being private. Right? Telegraphing things to Wall Street was a no-no. People forget that. They didn't want them to know anything about what they were doing. See, they knew, though, hey, wait a minute, that's not good, because if we don't telegraph to Wall Street, the stock market doesn't do nearly as well. (laughs) I mean, that was their logic. Hey, listen, we've got to make, we're taking away everybody's pensions. Inflation's going to go crazy. we got to give them something. We're going to give them this great stock market. The only way we can do that is we've got a telegraph. And now you see, I mean, when rarely does a week go by where I'm not giving you something from some Fed governor somewhere. They never used to do that stuff. Again, though, when you're when you're le- weaving a web of deceit, right? You need to spread the pro- propaganda around. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Monday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. After being beaten badly in the 2016 presidential primaries, A motley band of never-Trump Republicans gathered in April to make their last stand in the U.S. Supreme Court. These never-Trumpers asked the court to overturn one of the most decisive promises of the Trump campaign. Trump's proposal for a temporary halt to immigration from Muslim countries was first announced in December of 2015, following the massacre in San Bernardino, California where a husband and wife team of legal Muslim immigrants shot and killed 14 people and seriously wounded 22 others at a Christmas party. This was one of Trump's campaign promises that drew wide support from Americans and helped Trump win the primaries and then the election. After Trump became president, the campaign promise was refined, and some would even say watered down in versions 1, 2, and 3 of an executive order, which is now before the Supreme Court. Trump himself tweeted that his restrictions, quote, should be far larger, tougher, and more specific, end quote. Polling showed the public agreed more with Trump than with his detractors on this issue. A Reuters Ipsos poll conducted immediately after Trump signed the first and strongest version of what has come to be known as the travel ban found that 48% of Americans agreed and only 41% disagreed. A Rasmussen poll found 57% agreed and only 33% opposed. Support for President Trump increased when the current version of the travel ban policy was issued last summer. The polls demonstrate that liberal Republicans are out of step with the base, even in California, where a recent poll by UC Berkeley showed that 59% favored an increase in deportations. Yet this public sentiment in support of these actions has not taken hold in many federal courts, and particularly not in the Obama-dominated Fourth and Ninth Circuits of the U.S. Courts of Appeal. The federal judiciary, which the founders intended to be the least dangerous branch in terms of power, has embraced a relentless agenda to block Trump's actions at every turn. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Sebastian Edwards wrote a great piece about you know the fact that they like to tell you, and again, they always want to rewrite history. We've never defaulted on our debt. Yeah, we did. Sure, we did. And matter of fact, in order for them to do it, uh, going back to FDR and taking the gold, seizing the gold from the citizenry. One of the things that that I didn't know was one of the big obstacles facing the government was that most contracts, most debt contracts of the time included a gold clause, which stated that the debtor must pay in gold coin or gold equivalent. These were standard contracts and had been uh, introduced all the way back in the Civil War. This is how long these contracts were in effect. So in order for FDR to do what they did, right, and remember what they wanted to do, the objective. They wanted to devalue the currency. That's That's what their bankers said the solution was. Did you know how long the $20 gold piece was in effect before they confiscated Because, you know, once they confiscated it, they repriced it to 35 right? Hence the devaluation. Since 1834, we went almost 100 years in a $20 gold piece, in a $20 bill, were completely interchangeable and it never changed. And then we've got this central bank and now look at it, right? Now we got $20 gold pieces on special at $1,355. That's what they've done. To solve the problem, Congress passed a joint resolution on June 5th, 1933 annulling all gold clauses in past and future contracts. The door was now open for devaluation. On January 30th, 1934, gold, well I should say the Federal Reserve note was officially devalued. The price went from $20.67, right? Remember, when you got your gold taken from you in 1933, they paid you an extra 67 cents. A price that had been in effect since 1834 to $35. Not surprisingly, those holding securities protected by the gold clause, right, said, hey, that's unconstitutional. 
haven't got a legal contract. As a matter of fact, something that had been law since the Civil War. And of course, they were like, I don't want devalued dollars, but I want my gold. Two cases made it all the way to the Supreme Court. On February 18, 1935, and the reason why I'm telling you this, because now there's precedent. They haven't fixed anything. You know it. You may not want to believe it, but you know. You know. Deutsche Bank, certainly not the first, not the last. Italy, not the first, not the last. New Jersey, not the first, not the last. Within the next 10 years, they are going to do something similar again. right? Whether it's a Fed coin or some other type of electronic credit and they're going to use these cases to do it. February 18th, 1935, the Supreme Court announced its decision. Remember, there was two cases. In both cases, the Supreme Court ruled five to four in favor of the government. At least it was close. But this is really what sealed the fate of why we still have these con artists, because that's what they are. These charlatans that are robbing us every single day. They weren't robbing anybody of their wealth for over a hundred years. And these cases right here allowed it to happen. They ruled in favor of the government and guest investors seeking their gold. According to the majority opinion, the Roosevelt administration could invoke, and in quotes, necessity as the justification for annulling contracts if it would help free the economy from the Great Depression. Right? Kind of really the same thing when they bailed out all the banks. Right? Could you imagine all the people that, hey, I got, I'm got, i going to make a, a trillion dollars shorting all of these institutions because they're not worth nothing. And then say, hey, that's illegal. You you uh, violated the law by annulling my contract, by bailing out these banks, and now we learn, well, you know what? They can't. Out of necessity. Justice James Clark McReynolds. He was uh, U.S. Attorney General by the uh, Woodrow Wilson administration. He was the lead dissenter. In a brief speech, and by the way, I said two cases. My bad, there was four. I apologize. There was four cases. He talked about the sanctity of contracts, government obligation, and the repudiation under the guise of the law. He ended his dissent with some strong words. Shame and a humiliation are upon us now. Moral 
and financial chaos may be confidently expected. And of course, we didn't know how, we didn't know when. And and when you think about what he talked about for a hundred years, the value of a dollar never changed. Nobody really hears about any bad times. You know, we had a war here or a war there, but but essentially pretty calm time in U.S. As a matter of fact, the United States during that whole time, 1830, 1840, 50, 67, we became the superpower of the world. Little did we know that McReynolds' comments now are coming home to roost. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. So now we know where the, with the stroke of a pen, the government can do whatever it wants came from. Right? In the 1935 Supreme Court case, by a five to four vote on all four cases, the Supreme Court said the government can claim necessity as the reason, right? So you think about the bailing out of the bank, necessity. Think about all the rules that they've changed that they don't tell you about, necessity. Hey, you know what? It's a necessity that when it gets bad again, we're going to prevent you from selling. When it gets bad again, right, we can prevent you from getting to your money. When it gets bad again, we can force a bail-in, right? <laughs> we'll just take the money from the deposit. Don't worry, they'll give you an IOU or some stock or something. When it gets bad again, they'll use necessity as the reason why we need to have a Fed coin. And so now we kind of learn about a little bit about history and, and how the government defaulted the first time around right? and said, hey, listen, nope. Not allowing uh, for gold to be. I know you, you signed a contract that said you, you paid in gold or gold equivalent, but that's done now because we want to devalue. And they're going to do it again. You know, think about the the financial chaos that McReynolds talked about. Look at the nonsense we believe today. <laughs> right? We can run trillion two. Everybody agrees. And this is the part that's actually scary. That 10 years from today, we will be running $2 trillion deficits. And I'm going to tell you that's a lie. That'll be the good number. If we're lucky, it'll only be two. We'll probably be closer to running $3 trillion deficits every year. That's going to be the number. No one even disputes it. No one disputes that Social Security and Medicare are going broke. Now, I will tell you it's already broke. Right? Anybody that wants to use common sense will say, okay, you're broke. You don't have any money. The amount you take in, okay, look at Social Security, Medicare, look at it like income. Okay, so you you make X amount a month. Okay, they take in X amount every month. And after they paid for all their bills, there's not enough money left. The government comes in and gives a bunch of money in what I call the pretend interest to appear that it hasn't gone broke yet. 
but it has. And it's only going to get worse. Does anybody believe that this is the best jobs market of all time? Anybody? I mean, it's okay. I mean, I thank Trump that we're where we're at right now. But the numbers would have you believe that, hey, the unemployment rate, 3.8%, yet the amount of people not in the workforce is it's absurd. Right? Of course, go back to how they calculated inflation just in the 80s. And according to John Wood, this is not my number. I just want to say that out loud. John Williams says that if you use the exact same methodology from 1980, they would tell you the unemployment rate was near 20%. And mostly because that's how many people are working part-time that don't want to. Right? That's a farce, by the way. The government that says, oh, no, do they love part-time work. They don't. And, and you have the financial chaos, right? Banks too big to fail. Systemic risk to all of us. And yet they allow it to happen, even now. Right here we are. I mean, just 10 years ago, it was all going to come down the house, the cards. The game was over. I mean, the easy answer was, hey, let's let's break these things up. You know what? No bank can be bigger than $50 billion or, you know, something like that. But here's the problem. They've created so much money, and they've, they've now got so much inflation, right? If you don't have – if you're you, – a minimum for a bank to even survive anymore is about $100 billion. And the ones that are under that number, they're on, they're on watch, right? We've lost over 10,000 banks. Incredible when you think, but ten times—they're gone. What happened to them? And the answer was they just weren't big enough to survive anymore. And and we call this, and they're trying to pretend it's financial sanity. I mean, look at all the laws of rules that they've broken. Right in Europe today, no bank pays you interest. They barely pay interest here. Let's face it. And we're going to go back to where they start charging you to put your money in the bank. They already charge us. If you're a small business and you got to deposit cash, the bank charges you. You got You get charged to put money in the bank. Crazy. Remember the debt ratio. The debt had to be less than 3% of GDP, and it was going to be okay. Now it's over 5 Does anybody say anything? And really, the real number is probably closer. We're, we're edging up to almost 10%. Because that $2 trillion will be at 10%. And I don't care about the little number and the big number. The big number is the real number. And they want to pretend it's going to be okay. I'll say this. I wish candidate Trump was back. Because at least candidate Trump would tell you, hey, listen, this is all make-believe. <laughs> Look at these numbers. Right? We almost got 100 million people of working age not in the workforce. It's a problem. Deficits approaching $2 trillion a year. That's a problem. States not e- being able to fund themselves is a problem. Of course, not as big of a problem as a country not being able to do it, but it's getting close. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on this Monday. 
800-951-0592. Uh, U.S. $20 liberties at thirteen fifty five. dollars uh, Buy 10 or more, thirteen fifty. dollars uh, Rolls of silver dimes, 50 in a roll. At $65 at 800-951-0592. The $10 Indians will be here tomorrow. So those of you, uh, matter of fact, there will be anybody here in Phoenix that was waiting uh, for product. Everybody will be out tomorrow or called to pick up by tomorrow. Colorado, you'll be a few days behind. There's only two people up in Colorado that were still waiting on Indians there. Uh, The Dimes are going to be shipping out as well. Uh, another round of dimes uh, for Colorado. Phoenix, we've already got your dimes. Uh, Colorado's dimes are on the way. And, and remember now, we've got that new office up there in Colorado. No more shipping in, uh, charges in Colorado. Uh, if you want to pick it up at the radio station, uh, just give us a call here at 800-951-0592. If you're a new customer, we're like nobody else. We really, we just aren't. Just just tell Wendy you want the special. And she'll just ask you, want the the gold, the dimes, which one? You tell her. She'll ask you how many. You tell her. She's going to give you a trade number and a price, and, and you pay for it, and we ship it to you. Or if you're in Phoenix or, or up there in, on the front range in Johnstown or near near Johnstown, and you want to pick it up, we do that as well. Uh, 800-951-0592. We do IRAs, uh, physical uh, delivery of all of our material. The IRAs are stored at the Delaware Depository if you're looking to do it that way. Uh, we also have our metals program. Matter of fact, uh, June is the end of the quarter uh, for our metals program, so that's another great way to get involved in the metals market for as little as $100 a month. That's the minimum. You can do as much as you like. There is no maximum amount. You get four deliveries a year. Uh, and most importantly, you pay, you know, bulk pricing. So you get the best pricing involved as well. Uh, if you want more details on that, you can give Wendy a call, give me a call. or uh, We have all that information out and available on our website at allamericangold.com. And like I said, we're now, what, eight days away from the uh, the Fed meeting. Here's what I think. I think we're, they're going to hike. I actually think we're going to get a lot of soft talk, Uh, a lot of uh, downplaying of inflation because they don't have a good answer. They can't tell you the truth, right? The, the, The wages aren't rising nearly enough to pay for all this stuff, so they can't do that. And I think they're going to set the table Remember now, because they got to be transparent to Wall Street that they're only going to do this rate hike and one other, which will put them, you know, at that mythical two percent. Like that's <laughs> again, right? They they try to convince, oh yeah, two percent inflation and two percent Fed funds rate somehow is going to be Nirvana. It's not that they just made it up. And when two percent doesn't work, they'll come up with a different number, right? Three percent, four percent. Right? Necessity. Right? Who knows? Whatever it may be, they'll come up with it. 800-951-0592. Gold's pretty much unchanged. $1,294. Silver is also unchanged. About $16.45. The Dow's up 180 points. They really like that job. They're, they're trying hard. They're ignoring 
everything else right now, which is, I think, actually probably a good thing, because uh, they think the Federal Reserve is going to do just what I told you. Uh, and I think that's where gold, you're going to see the next run-up and the next leg up here in the gold market.